Welcome to Read This, Read That. I'm Jackie Reed. I'm Joanne Reed. What's up, cousin? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I'm a little jet lagged. Are you? A little bit. Excuse me, Miss Hawaii. For a good reason. I know. It's always like a humble brag. It's like a humble brag. Was it your first time? Never been. Long flight. Yeah. We flew direct. How long? It's about 12 hours, I think. It was like 11 hours and change Ooh. to get there because it's literally five hours past California. It's what you look at the little plane, the little um, graphic that they show you on the flight where you're going. At a certain point, you leave the land and you are just ocean, 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 ocean for hours. Freaks me out. And that's just to get to Honolulu. And then from Honolulu, it's another almost hour long flight to Maui. Because we stopped in Honolulu and then you get on another plane to go to Maui. You have to fly from island to island. They're far from each other, yeah. the islands. Yeah. Amazing. The most, one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. One of the things we did was I, I was I was there for Colorcom, yeah. which is an amazing organization. Yes. Huge congratulations to Lauren and the and the folks of Colorcom. Thank you for inviting me. I was doing the keynote speech at they had this awards where they award like phenomenal women. I mean, women who and actually one of them who went to my same elementary school. It was like such a what? No one ever knows Montbello. This woman went to to Ford uh, for, uh, Ford Elementary School, Gerald Ford Elementary School. We both were in the same school, so it was weird. That's crazy. Went to the same elementary school, but and she won won awards. So it was really I- I- interesting. But um, anywho, um, so we did. I did my speech um at their gala awards, which ended at about eleven, and then my publicist was out there with me. She's actually from Hawaii. She's not from Maui. She's from um Honolulu. So it was her first time in Maui too. So it was cool. So we went out. We got drinks, and we were. We're going to go and see, you can take a tour of a volcano. You go up a volcano about 8,000 feet and you watch the sunrise from the volcano. It's one of the most popular tours on Maui. It's in this national park. I don't want to be near any volcanoes in Hawaii It's dormant right though. Now. I felt completely safe. So we, mm-hmm. so, but they, but they pick you up at 1.40 a.m. Really? So I was like, you might as well just stay up. Now, keep in mind, I'm already jet lagged. Flew all that way. Uh, this was like the third night there. We'd extended for one more day. Jason went with me. We extended for one more day so we could, you know, do something fun. Yeah. Um, so we, you, you drive up to the top of this volcano. You're over the clouds. You are above the clouds. It's freezing cold. There were people there in flip-flops and shorts who just didn't get the memo. It's cold. You're going wow. way up high. Cool. So we're up there. with They give you a coat, a windbreaker, and these, you know, pants that you can put on so you can be warm. And you watch the sun come up from this volcano. Most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I'm going to post pictures on my on my Instagram so everybody can see it. Oh, amazing. incredible. It was so amazing. I'm so, but, I'm, but the downside of it is, you know, I'm already an insomniac. I didn't sleep essentially for 24 hours. I slept for about 45 minutes. So I'm so sleepy now. And then flying back, I couldn't sleep on the plane. I just can't sleep on planes. We were waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning because it's you six hours. You can't sleep on a plane? I cannot sleep on planes. All the, that long ass flight? I would fall asleep for like 20 minutes and then jump back up 20 minutes. I it, here and there, but I just can't continuously sleep. Even, a, even oh. in a comfortable seat, I can't do it. Jeez. And so it's like, I'm so tired. And when I got back, I slept like half the day yesterday and just mostly slept the day away because I just, my whole body is just like collapsing from exhaustion. But the good part of it is I was mostly off social media because, you mm. know, I'm so off the time. Like I was yeah, behind yeah. six hours. It's like going back in time. And you loved it? Did you feel some kind of way? I like... felt more mentally healthy, that's for sure. Really? Because I'm going through a lot right now and I'm like, you know what? Maybe pulling back for a few days and being so busy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was actually busy doing life. I was yeah. busy seeing Hawaii. You know, we went into town. Um, I had to prepare my speech. So mm-hmm. I'm working on that. And then I gave my speech. And so for a minute, I was kind of out of the news cycle a little. Yeah. And it was it was one of the most mentally healthy things I've done in a long time. I love that. It turns out I needed a break from being the constant Constantly checking Twitter, constantly checking my text, constantly responding to news, responding constantly talking to about what's going on, and with Trump the being in my brain yes. every minute. But did did detaching from social media in this way help you to relax as far as getting sleep? It did. Did it, it change your sleep pattern? It helped me sleep. The only problem was because I'm six hours off. Three in the morning is nine in the morning. So I was right. waking up. Jason and I were both were pop up at six at three in the morning and couldn't get back to sleep because it's really in our our yeah, body yeah, clock yeah. said nine, but the clock said three. So you're up like ding, 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 ding. So we were, our body clocks were way off and then we'd fall asleep in the afternoon, you know? So the body clock thing didn't help. But once I slept, I slept really well because I was so relaxed. Yeah. Like, so the times I was sleeping, even if it was six hours, it was six hours of blissful sleep. So it was good and bad. Okay. Yeah, but what about you? What's is, going on, lady? Wait, is Jason an insomniac too? No, Jason sleeps like a baby, honey. Oh, that that's the word. I would be so frustrating. Jealous. He, I'm so uh, he sleeps. He can just fall asleep, <laughs> sleep all night. No, he sleeps like a 
like a newborn baby. Oh my god, he sleeps very well, and he's and he's he's smart about sleep because he sleeps early. Mm-hmm. Like he'll go to bed at eleven or a ten, like on a normal person's life. If I even try to go to bed at ten, I'll just be like looking at the ceiling, like I'm awake, and <laughs> now it's two a.m. and I'm trying to. I, you, did, no, it wasn't you. It was a friend of mine, Tara, gave me this guided meditation, or was it you gave me? No, I, Tara, you. I did. gave you something. You yeah, gave yeah. me something, and both. I think you gave me something different. Yours yeah. was sleep with me. Yes, and they talk. I literally just listened to the person. And then the guided meditation was worse because in the guided meditation, he's saying, you are in an ocean floating <laughs> on a raft. And I'm thinking, there's a shark coming. There's a shark over there. And I start building a scenario around whatever the story is that this dude is trying to tell me. You are in a forest. I'm like, bear. <laughs> you are in a desert. I'm going to be hit, eaten by a camel. Do they eat people? I wonder what they eat. I wonder what's in their hump. Like, literally, that's what happens. Like, no matter what the guided meditation man says, I just build a story around it, and then I still can't sleep. Well, let me tell you what's funny, because I was reading about this, and I thought of you. So there is an app that's taking Remember the uh, painting television show? I don't know where it was. Oh, where the Bob guy with Ross, the fro. Yeah. Yes. With the, the white dude with the fro, right? The white guy with the, the, fro, with right? the afro, yeah. Bob Ross. He was awesome. They're, they've developed an app to help people sleep to the sound of his shows. So they're taking shows putting them just in audio, and you can listen because the sound of his voice supposedly is so soothing. It won't work. I will just listen to what he's saying, and he'll, I'll be like, you paint a mountain how? Oh, and that's how you make a fluffy cloud? That's interesting. Oh my like, literally, God. my problem is that my brain talks to me as well. Yeah. So if you just give it someone to talk to, my brain will just talk to it. Like, I'm so distracted easily that... Someone talking to me while I'm supposed to be sleeping is just someone talking to me, and then I start having a mental conversation with, no matter how soothing it is. It's literally like, oh, I'm in a desert. I wonder if there's a scorpion over there. Yeah, see, I can't. I feel sting me. (laughs) (laughs) And then that's my whole night. Listen, I'll I'll be in a conversation, and I'm off daydreaming about something else. I have no focus. That's probably why I can sleep so well. You to, well, the, but the thing is, sometimes it works. You know, when I was a kid, when I, I, I've been in insomniac a really long time. Damn. And I used to tell myself stories to put myself to sleep. So I would, like, make up a whole, like, you know, you tell yourself, tell someone else a bedtime story. I would yeah. tell myself one. And I would try to make it sort of sort of nonsensical and boring enough that eventually it just bored me and I fell asleep. That's I would literally just come up with a story and start telling it to myself. Well, in the times that I can't sleep, two, well, there Two things that help me, because I even if I take, you know, the melatonin and the different things that I take, the herbal things, that are, the herbal tea and all yeah. these things to try and sleep, if my mind, if I'm worried about something, if something is stressing me, I'll stay up. So two things work for me. Okay. Depending on, if it's not that weighty of an issue, I can, in my mind, take a paintbrush and I can paint a wall white oh. and clear my mind and I will stop thinking about it. I that, promise that's you genius. that I take a, in my mind, I'll close yeah. my eyes and I'll take a big white brush with white paint and I will paint over and all I can see, like I can see the... Because it's I, repetitive. Yep. I see it and hmm. then it's it's gone. But then the other... That's brilliant. It really works. But the other thing that I do is, like you said, I will create a story. Mm-hmm. My favorite story is I... Imagine that I am a $500 million lottery winner. And so I break down what I'm going to do with that money. Honey, I would never sleep. I'll be up spending money all night. I'll no, be on trips. Because you got, listen, no, you've got to say, okay, I'm going to take 100000 and I'm going to dedicate that to real estate. Okay. What is that going to be? And because I'm so happy and joyous about doing this and having this money and spending it and what to do with it, I'm telling you, I fall asleep every time. That's ama- See, I, that wouldn't work for me because it's too active. I would be thinking, and then I take $100,000, but then I lose it in a really bad real estate deal. <laughs> I and can't. And then all of a sudden, I'm in real, I'm in court. And then paint the wall white. And then I just paint it all. The painting the wall white might work. I'm going to try that. Try that. I'm going for that. It really, really works. Because you know what works for me to fall asleep? Alcohol. <sighs> No, because see if you it depends on how much you drink though. A because lot. once it burns off, it wakes you up. That is true. That's the thing about I know. alcohol. And then at like two o'clock in the morning, I'm up and then I have to get more alcohol. You gotta drink the right amount. Yeah. Red see, wine. Red wine, it. glass, maybe a half. Yeah. Two glasses, you're getting into dangerous territory true. and you're gonna wake up. And you and you wake up nauseous and kind of sick and dehydrated because you usually have to drink a glass of wine and then drink some water so I'm not dehydrated. Gotta drink the, the water morning. before you go to bed. You gotta drink the water. Yeah. So it's like that, that unfortunately, and that is not a healthy way to fall asleep. It's and not. I know it isn't. But but, but sometimes you just got to get sleep. Because I have to sleep and I'm literally desperate to fall asleep. So I just drink red wine. Yeah. 
Oh, Not smart. This breaks my heart. Okay, so there's a lot of thing that, things that we want to talk about. But you didn't wind show. down to tell us what's happened with Joe. Didn't I? Nope. I didn't? You sure didn't. I talked about Hawaii, and you didn't wind down for us as well and tell us what you've been up to. We Wait, need to know about your life. Okay, let me tell you. Yes. Sorry, I hit the microphone with my paper. <laughs> so, <laughs> Must be something exciting. So I have a lot of little things. Nothing really exciting. Well, no, this is exciting, and I'm going to need you to be on board for this and not be a naysayer before I even get it out. Nay. See what I mean? I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I discovered two things in the vegan world that just Girl, blew my mind. Girl, don't cover me in a possible burger. No, I'm going to literally walk out. Wait, no, let me I'm just. I'm storming out of this listen. studio. Listen. <laughs> listen, Linda. Linda, Linda, listen. Linda, listen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cauliflower pizza crust. Mm. Pizza crust made out of cauliflower. Let me tell you about this okay. find. Okay. okay. So carbs are not even a part of this equation, right? No bread. They have them uh, frozen in the frozen section at Whole Foods. Maybe at Trader Joe's, you've got to find these things. You can, anyway, take it, put a little marinara sauce, add a little tomato paste into it to thicken it up. Let me tell you what I added. Okay. Kalamata olives, mushrooms, vegan um, sausage, vegan Italian sausage, onions, um, roasted garlic, right? I roasted garlic cloves in the oven, took them out and spread the paste over the pizza. Girl, this was delicious. You're a vegan gourmand. No, it was so good. And it tasted like a flatbread where did, pizza. Where did you get the recipe for this? You just made I it up? I just made it up. Girl, I just imagine what it is so delicious. Can you bring one to work? One I day? will. I, and that you will sounds love good. It. Yes. And See, they, that's, that sounds good. It is really delicious. Mm. Let me take you a And s- cauliflower, I I have to say, it's the, it is the vegetable that is slept on more than any other vegetable. It's delicious. And it's so good for you. So good for you. And I've never had cauliflower that I didn't love. It's delicious. But the thing that they're doing in, in you know now is there's cauliflower rice. Yes. You know, you can take cauliflower and put buffalo sauce on it and you can fry it like chicken. I mean, yeah. it, there's so many things that you can do yep. with cauliflower. I've had sweet and sour cauliflower, basically. It's got like with a little sweet and sour yes. sauce. It's kind of grilled and then you put a sauce in it. Cauliflower is delicious, y'all. And broccoli is too. But cauliflower, even if you don't like broccoli, cauliflower is, bro- is broccoli, but better. It's better. It's better. It's so tasty. I'm going to try that. I'll take a roasted cauliflower, cut it, I'll take a cauliflower, cut it up, roast it with golden onions, so yellow, not onions, golden raisins okay. and pine nuts. Ooh. When I tell you this is delicious. It sounds delicious. A little salt, a little cayenne oh, pepper. You had me at cauliflower, but dun, now you made dun, it better. Dun. Okay, but wait. Delicious. The other vegan thing that I experienced, Italian meatballs. I put this on my pizza, but then I also took it and got some um, zucchini noodles. Yeah. So it's kind of like a pasta. What's in the meatball, though? Listen, it's mushrooms. It's all plant-based. I don't trust the fake meat. It's not like they're taking, don't trust it. you know. Um, don't trust it. No, it's because now they're putting rubber in there. Makes you poop. It, no, it, it, well, you need to poop. You need a good, healthy poop. <laughs> <laughs> when I need to poop, you know what I'll do. So Impossible burger. Stop it. I had an impossible burger this week. And, and did it you was, poop? No, I mean, Made I poop. Natural See? poop. See? I didn't have diarrhea. It's it's a poop maker. I did not have diarrhea. Poop-dee-poo. And the last thing that I have to say is, as, as Kanye would say, scoop did poop. Did you see that on Saturday Night Live? The Kanye place. Did you see a Kanye place on Saturday Night Live? I did not. Let me tell everybody. <laughs> go and find when Donald Glover um, hosted Saturday Night Live. He did a skit, or a group of them did. He was a part of it called a Kanye Place. I'm going to make you watch it's, this. It's off a quiet place. You will lose <laughs> your mind. I, I, I can barely read what Brianna's Wait, putting Wait, what did you face. just put? I just, I made it, it just went away. Oh, okay. Okay, no, no, no. Poop did he scoop? Scoop did he whoop? Who writes a song called Scoop did he poop? Poop did he scoop? Listen. Poop did he He meant, he, he admitted that he has mental illness. Poop did he scoop? So we're going to give him room for that. You know what? I, you know what? I'm going to tell you something. If you buy something that's named, that the song is called Poop Diddy Scoop, you deserve to lose that money. That $14, <laughs> God took that from you. That was not taken from you but anybody but God. Watch. Poop Diddy Scoop. Co- Listen, he said he was bipolar. We're going to give him Doop, room for scoop, that. Diddy, whoop, Stop poop, it. Poop, poop, His poop. wife is out here doing great things. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. Don't even say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking away from the microphone. <laughs> drink some more of this. Well, what are we drinking? Okay, wait, stop. We're drinking Martini and Rossi. Stop. Asti Spumanti Rosé. Stop, wait. Poop Hold on. scoop. Wait. Whoop, poop. Wait, poop. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait. <laughs> Who writes that? 
<laughs> Poop did he scoop? How you get paid to write? You know what? I'm in the wrong business. I'm here writing entire scripts about <laughs> Donald Trump destroying the United States and turning us into a cacistocracy. I'm looking up cacistocracy so that I can write about it. I'm, I'm, I'm writing about klepto, kleptocracy and complicated stuff like that when I could have just gotten rich writing Poop did he scoop? Who knew that all of the education, you know how much money I spent going to college? Who knew? The rant. The secret was poop. Did he scoop? Ranting. But he scooped do poop? Ranting. I want my money back, Harvard. Oh, they took it down. They took poop. I want my money back. <laughs> student loans. Anyway. You know how much money you spend on student loans? <laughs> it's expensive. It I'm is. sending my kids to college. I should just tell them, don't go to, just poop. Did he scoop? Listen, he said this week that he is bipolar. Poop. <laughs> All right, let's move on. He's admitting I'm angry. Run away, run away, run away, You know I need you. Who used to please Let's talk about Kim K. Oh God. West. Let's talk about his wife. Okay. She went to visit with Donald Clump Donald Clump. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump. She went <laughs> and asked for him to grant clemency for Alice Johnson. I just realized, can we make can we make Grandma Clump the president? Stop it. No. North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna dare you, but one time you got one time you gonna walk over. But you limp back. You walk over. But you limp back. I'm the president of the United States. That's what they you wouldn't do. Stop it. And you know they have nice, lovely relations. Stop it. <laughs> nice. You know when I was young. <laughs> Before I was the no president. No more liquor for you. I but used to. <laughs> oh, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Hercules. Don't you think. Hot, Kim... lovely relations. <laughs> Don't you think Kim K did a nice thing? Didn't she do a nice thing? This lady is out of prison now. She did. She used her celebrity for good. I know you are not a fan of the Kardashians. You know that I am. I know. I, no, I, I respect their hustle. Now, see, let me not say, I'm not a, I, I am not a fan of them, but I do respect their hustle. But here's my problem with it. We're going to talk about this on the show this weekend. Hopefully okay, you'll yeah. tune in to Android this weekend. Yeah, please um, do. One of the issues I have with the way that Donald Trump operates mm-hmm. is that in a lot of ways he operates like the way that some of what we consider third world dictators operate. Like right. sort of like Mobutu or Idi Amin or, you know, Duterte or some of these guys who are in countries where you have a more dictatorial system. And now he realizes that he has this great power in this This is pardons. correct. Or, or Hosni Mubarak <laughs> in Egypt. Because the way that dictatorships work is that the dictator is not always cruel. Right? There's a combination of favor and fear. Mm. You want people to be in fear. I will separate you from your child. I will deport your grandmother. I will prosecute Hillary Clinton. I'll throw anyone I want in jail. And I'll I keep can do you it. out of the NFL. Correct. I will tell you should be deported if you try to, yeah. you know, kneel in the NFL. Those people should be thrown out of the country. So you have fear on the one Those hand. Those son of a bitches. Those son of a bitches, yes. right? On the other hand, you have favor. You say, if you're nice to me, if you do what I say. If you kiss the ring. If you kiss the ring, mm. I'll give you something. And yeah. so you say, you're a celebrity, right? You want that lady out? You're going to take a picture with me. Yeah. And she said in her interview with Van Jones that she deliberately didn't smile. Her sort of mini protest to this price she had to pay. Normally, justice in America is supposed to be blind. Like, literally, if you go to Washington, D.C., justice is portrayed with a a blindfold over her eyes because justice is supposed to be blind. There's a process to get a pardon. This woman deserved a pardon. But she shouldn't have had to pay the price that I will make this celebrity stand next to me in the Oval Office while I do my Trump smile and you will pose for this picture with me. If that's the price, Kim, you want... Want, you want this woman out? Give me my celebrity photo because I need celebrity love. I want it. You will give it to me and then you can have the woman. Yeah, I mean, it's listen, like a hostage situation. I agree. I'm, I, I I don't trust him. You know, now that he's reaching out to members of the NFL saying, you know. Tell me who you want out. Some tell of them me who are you dead. want out. Look, Muhammad Ali. He... <laughs> Are you serious? That was not even a necessary pardon. And it was already commuted. It was you can't. already overturned. But what he's saying is, hey, black people. Yes. Kiss the ring. Kiss the ring. You can't be on one knee if you're an NFL, but everybody else on yes. your knees. Let me do something for you. And I'll give you something. It's yeah. a courtier. It's saying, come into the king's court. Give the king his love that he wants. He needs. He wants love. Give it to me. And then I'll maybe give you favor. Or don't give me love. I'll put you in prison. But I ha- But I do have to have you say... Kim Kardashian did a great thing. Can you just say that? Uh, all I'm going to say is this. <laughs> just those words. Kim Kardashian did a great thing. 
I don't think that's the way. Par- I think it, I'm with Cheryl and Eiffel and Cheryl and Eiffel, who should be on the Supreme Court, next Democratic presidential candidate. Please promise us that you will put Cheryl and Eiffel on the Supreme Court. That's how you get our votes. Um, yeah. And Cheryl and Eiffel made a really good point. Who's the leader of the leader, the uh, the NAACP Legal Defense yeah, Fund? She's her. the new Thurgood Marshall, right? Yeah. She's the modern day Thurgood She's Marshall. Brilliant. And what she said is that it is undeniably wonderful that this woman got the commutation. By the way, not a pardon, but a commutation. Right. So he could have pardoned her, but he didn't. Yeah. So, uh, but the woman deserved it. This was an in, an injustice for her to be in prison. I, I am more than thrilled First that she got offender, out. nonviolent. Sure. And God bless Kim K for caring enough about this woman to Thank try you. To, to help okay. her. And I, okay, we'll give her that. We'll give her her little. Okay, fine. Thank but you. But this That's is all. not the way justice should work in America. It should not. And shame on Trump for abusing his power in this way. But, he's not know, a king, he and, not. but he's like, kiss my ring for each individual person you want out of prison. I agree. No, Poppy, that's not how this is supposed to work in America. But Kim Kardashian, Kardashian did a great thing. Except that I don't accept the idea that she would take herself into that Oval Office and give him the photo op. You, She must know she's going to be used now. She will be in every Trump If it means that woman got photo. out. I don't care. I Are they going to do that for if every single clemency? Or, listen, if, if if a celebrity has to walk, if these NFLers give him a list of people that they want out and he grants it, if people are getting out of no, prison who don't deserve to be there. that's not the way it should work there, in America. I agree nope, it shouldn't. I, nope, nope, nope. I'm not for it. It can't. Because otherwise, then we're making him a king. He wants to be a monarch. And if he's basically saying everyone on your knees, you can have one hostage. I'll free one hostage for every person who gets on their one knee for me. I can't. That is not the price you should pay. This is not. That is not America. I think if that's it, not America. Let, I think. Listen. If he wants to abuse his power, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But if there are people who are in behind bars that really don't deserve to be there mm-hmm. and that can get out because he wants to make a mockery of the justice system but in this way, you can't let him. You can't let him. You can't let him. What we have to do is fight the mockery. Fight that we cannot allow Donald we Trump could do to change both. who we are. We could let people out of prison who he, don't deserve to be there, like this what's woman. What's the price? So, what if his next price is? I don't know. His next price is, okay, Kim Kardashian, you want another one? This time, um, you have to come in in a bikini and smile standing next to me. I mean, how much humiliation... Well, she are... does like to wear a bikini. <laughs> she wears them often. I mean, so really, that's not a big price um, to pay for her. The reality just is... Wear into the he'll Oval just office. keep upping the price. And Trump is always, Trump has a, a deep need to be publicly loved and lauded, especially by celebrities. But I say, listen, and he's going to abuse it anyway. Every, it's not every like, day. It's not like it's it's not self-serving in the first place. So if you can get if you can get this woman out of prison and all she has to do is go to the Oval Office to kiss the ring, I would go visit Trump. That's if it not meant the way that it will work. Someone would get out from behind. Bars I don't. And, that and the, did not deserve to be there. But the price will keep going up and up. Donald Trump. I know. Is, I mean, I at hear heart, you. he wants to be Rodrigo Duterte of the Philippines. At heart, he wants to be Vladimir he does. Putin. Did you see the recent cover of Time magazine? Yes, having... King Me. Yes. He wants to be, because but he's working out his rage at Manhattan's elite never accepting him. And now, as Omarosa Manigault did say it, everyone will bow down. This is what Trump's goal. She said it. And she she's known Trump for more than 15 years. Everyone will bow down. He made Ms. Kim K bow down. Everyone will bow down. No, 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 Donald. But Kim did a good no thing, Donald. right, though? Listen, her her <laughs> motives, I think, were good. And yes. I, I bless her for her motives. God bless her. Thank you. Okay, shh. That's it. <laughs> Thank you. Moving Too on. Too high of a price to pay. <laughs> Too high of a price to pay. Can we talk about the whole Walking Dead world for just a minute? I'm so behind. Okay. Don't spoil her. I'm not going to spoil for I'm you. I'm behind. Because yeah. the last episode, the latest episode, I will say this to you so okay. you can do your jig and dance. Yeah. I agree with My you My favorite Madison. character dance. I almost don't care. Oh, you I'm ready for Madison. Well, <laughs> okay. How do I say that? Now my turn to say okay. You agree that she's terrible and that she, she should be eating, eating, She should right? be eaten like from the feet up. Bite she by live. bite. Like a bite an hour. Thank you, a bite Jesus. an hour. I'm done with her. Won't when he do it? Don't tell me God isn't real. Don't tell me that God isn't when real. you see the God latest is episode, able. girl. God is able. I'm done. I'm done. God is able. <laughs> God is able. <laughs> he delivered Jackie Reed from the depths of the lies. 
about Madison. God is able. I don't even have a song. God is able. That's Won't he do it? One. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. okay. Yes. Fine, fine, She's fine. She's terrible. She should be eaten. I agree. Boom. I want her Shack-a-lack. dead. I want her dead. Oh, my God. Dude, this is music to my ears. But yes. wait until you see what Nick does in the latest episode. Nick You're did. Gonna, I know, but, you know, it's, it's a flashback. They're all over the place. Madison is terrible. No, she's terrible. I'm oh done with God, her. Oh, my God. Thank you, Jackie. She's dead to me. Oh, my God. Dead to me. Thank you. Thank Dead you. to me. But Lord since you have been all, on your Hawaiian vacation, <laughs> you know Rick is li- leaving The Walking Dead. I heard. Yes. But the Andrew car- Lincoln, who I'm plays good, I'm Rick fine with on that. The wa- I'm good I know with that. you are. I'm good with that. I'm Don't like him neither. This. Don't like him neither. They're going to make Daryl the main character. Yes! Thank you. Oh my God. You see, this is why I stay with my Lord. This is why I stay in your Lord. Prayer, my Lord. See? Because the only person you can't kill is Daryl. And Michonne. And Don't Michonne. kill him ever. Well, they are my favorite characters. Well, Rick is leaving. He's gonna Thank he's gonna you, be Daryl. a part of this last season. Yes, and then he's out of there. Yes, and oh. hopefully Madison will die in the next episode. Please let her so. go. I'm done with the her. daughter. A mess too. Well, well, Nick, who's already dead, thank God. Dick, Nick should have been the main space. character. No, he should He's the best have. one. He was all over the Even place. on drugs, he was smarter than no, his mama. No, he just was not. He's he was. out there walking amongst, you know, taunting the dead. But out he there knew how to live. He them. knew how to survive. He knew how to have a good time. Let's move on. All drugged up. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. So what are you going to do for you this weekend? Oh, we didn't talk about Serena Williams. Oh, are we? Do we have time? Do we? Okay. We have time. The timekeeper says okay. yes. Right. You know, and we, we, we want to talk a little bit about, I know we want to talk about mental health and depression because there's so many things that are going on, but I do yeah. want to talk about one of the issues when you talk about for, for, for women of color, you know, and even being a color common, yeah. listening to confident women talk about their struggles in the workplace, being listened to, being respected. And these are like women at the top of their careers. Yeah. You talk to women of color and you have this sense of displacement, you know, where even when you're at the top of your game, you still have all these self-doubts that are poured on you by from outside, whether you should be there. But we also have to prove yourself. Prove yourself. You have Always. to constantly prove yourself. Constantly. And the other thing that we as, particularly as black women, and you and I, you know, we talk about this all the time, that women of our shade are not really prevalent in this industry. Yes. We're very rare. Yeah. I think it was you, me, and Tamron Hall and yeah. Gwen Eiffel, pretty much. Yeah. And so you have this sort of sense also that you don't meet the standard that, that people are trying to put forward. You think about somebody like a Serena Williams, who was at the top of her game, greatest tennis player in my mind of all time. I mean, her sister Venus was the greatest tennis player of all time until the baby sister came along. Venus is coming on my television show, by the way. And I love them. This, the, to me, the Williams sisters are the pinnacle of, of, of black excellence. To me, as black women, they are black excellence embodied in the flesh. And shout out to their daddy for his role Amen. in making them as great and as they mama, are. And, to, they, and their mama. And their mom. Their family. You know, they are. Yeah. The, the Williams sisters are excellence embodied. And the only one who can beat the other is the other. Right. The only one greater than Venus is Serena. The only one greater than Serena is Venus. They yeah. are just phenomenal. I agree. And for Serena to, at this level of her career, the greatest, probably the greatest athlete of all time, mm-hmm. to still be like, shots taken at her is she intimidated by Sharapova Maria Sharapova's looks really Maria Sharapova cannot beat Serena Williams on the court but you want to try to say she's cuter than Serena first of all Serena cute as hell very gorgeous beautiful strong woman and she's still being denigrated versus this other girl but this is all in this woman's mind it's all in her mind that there's even this competition. How are you competitive with somebody that you don't even compare to when it comes to your record as a tennis player? Not even close. Not even close. Sharapova is literally prized only for her sort of appearance. Because, thank you. She, and, and But that standard of beauty is dated. It's out the door. It's out the door. As with the changes women, that they're making with the Miss America pageant correct. and so on. It's like the, what is the standard of beauty Exactly. out the My door. president of the United States, Lupita Nyong'o, is the new standard of beauty. Measure against that. Thank you. If you Measure against Lupita. Listen, all the women of Wakanda, if you cannot pass the Wakanda Boom. standard, Boom. are you beautiful? Most beautiful women Probably ever. Probably not. Deny Guerrero, Lupita Nyong'o, that's yes. the new standard. Work with that yes. backwards because these women are beautiful. I mean, for we talked about this in the show before. Before, Jackie, that Lupita and Yango grew up not feeling beautiful. She did. If you she wanted to like bleach Lupita her skin. And you don't think you're beautiful? Then God help us all, yeah. because that's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. I no, mean, no, I agree. But it's not. It's not just that. To me, them coming forward as standards of beauty, um, you know, not just in this country but around the world, says not only are they beautiful, but it opens the door for a diverse group of yes. women to be be beautiful. Anyone, not can just be. not just if you have darker skin, but if you have a, a bigger um, dress size. Correct. You know what I mean? It's 
It's a variety of sizes, yes. a variety of looks. There's room for everybody, everybody at the table. Everyone is beautiful. And in, and the problem is that we've, we've sort of imposed one standard yeah. on women, whether they're Asian, whether they're African, whether they are American. You've got to be skinny. Light complexion. You got to be light. You but have you to have long, flowy hair. But long, flowy. black women are the ones that are changing the game with yes. that. Yes, we can with be the natural any hair movement. We need to go natural. We need. You know what? I am really dying to do it. But we, we, I think what we are need to live. <laughs> as you swoop your, breath, I, I know as I swoop, your my, as I swoop my fabulous weave. Yes, <laughs> but the reality is. We anyone can be beautiful at any shade, at any weight, at any size, at any yeah. age, and we need to break this whole standard of there's only one way to be beautiful. Beauty comes in all shades, shapes, sizes, colors, hair textures. Please, it is 2018 for Christ's sake. Let's let that go. Well, the thing is that you can't wait on society to define it for you. Correct. You have to dis- define it for yourself, and that's Correct. why I love what Miss America is doing now. Yeah. You know, opening up the competition and not calling it a pageant yeah. anymore, but a competition, and opening it up to all types of women of all sizes. Of all sizes. We'll see if that means that more women of color yes. get into this competition. Come through Takara, who, who revolutionized this idea. You can be every every size. Every, every gorgeousness. Size. Every delicious beauty type. Well, let's see. Come come the new pageant in September. Let's see. We'll see what happens. I all want right. to see a, like a, a, a cute big girl win. I do too. I want to see a good, a good like, full figure girl you, win. Let me see. The big girls will get up in there and make them little skinny girls feel like, okay, let me go Okay. Home. And, and make then, them feel self-conscious. And still get to eat dinner. What? Yeah. Because yeah. Q and can eat. <laughs> can eat dinner. Eat and eat and eat. And eat and, and eat, eat and eat. And yes, I ate a carb in, in Hawaii. <laughs> Boom. Shagalak. Sorry to my diet doctor. I've been through a lot. I've seen a lot. I dream a lot about you. So, Joanne, we're going to have this conversation about the suicides this week. Anthony Bourdain, um, this morning we found out about that. Yeah. Kate Spade earlier in the week. And joining us for this conversation is Dr. Ben Michaelis. He's the author of Your Next Big Thing, 10 Small Steps to Get Moving and Get Happy. Um, Dr. Michaelis, welcome. And I want to just be clear for our audience what type of doctor you are when it comes to treating mental illness. Sure. I'm a clinical psychologist in uh, full-time practice here in New York City, and uh, I uh, teach up at Columbia as well in the doctoral program in clinical psychology. Okay, so when you heard first the news of Kate Spade and then the news of Anthony Bourdain, these two high-profile figures um, committing suicide back-to-back, both hanging themselves, I mean, as a professional in this industry dealing with people who deal with depression and all of those types of things, I mean, did anything stand out for you with this news? You know, it's it's really obviously quite tragic. Both of these both of these deaths, unfortunately for many people, it actually doesn't come as that much of a surprise. Yesterday, the national statistics on suicide came out, and there's been a 30 percent rise in suicide rates in the last uh, 18 years, and so it's been becoming more and more common, unfortunately, here in the United States, and so it's bound to affect people of really of all economic classes. And you know, there's I, I wonder if. There, if it's true that there's a certain contagion to suicide, meaning that when you when people do it, people who are on the bubble and who might be feeling depressed are more prone um, to 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 commit suicide when they see other people doing it. Because what a coincidence that she hung herself and he hung himself as well. Yeah, I mean, I think that 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 is a good point. It, there is a, a an, an element of contagion, uh, especially when we see all the outpouring of love. That exists after this for this for these people like so much outpouring of love for Kate Spade afterwards, and that's bound to affect other people thinking, oh, I really want that love, especially people that are feeling alone and trapped. So it definitely has that effect. And there was a time that news organizations really didn't cover suicide, mm-hmm. um, but lately with with these two in particular, it's been a lot of heavy coverage. Heavy coverage. Do you think that that's a mistake? You know, it's really tough. Um, on the one hand, look, these are people that these two people in particular, we have a real emotional connection to. So I think that the idea of covering what's going on for them is really important. Um, on the other hand, it really does have this contagion effect that Joy was mentioning earlier. It does it glorify it. it? I think on some level, unfortunately, it does. 
Yeah. yeah. And the other thing is, I think for a lot of people, you know, when you look at somebody like Kate Spade, who was so incredibly successful, a billion dollar brand, you look at Anthony Bourdain, who, sorry, he had the best show on television. He was taking us to places that, you know, we only dreamed of being able to travel around the world. He had such a, a social consciousness and just a, a, a conscious attitude toward life. He's so open. These are people who a lot of people look at their life with envy and say, these people are living the best life ever. Can you talk about the sort of unique situation of being depressed? pressed within that when from the outside world your life is great but from the inside I mean we know Kate Spade from reporting didn't even want people to know she was depressed because she didn't want to hurt her brand you know this is you know it really becomes a trap the more people become uh, economically successful uh, and successful from a career perspective they actually become more emotionally isolated there are fewer and fewer people that can understand them there's often a lot of people around them that um maybe are uh, not always the best influences, I should say. And the pressures go up and up and up. And one of the things that often happens, and we, we, I don't think we have the information about uh, Anthony Bourdain, yet we certainly do know some of this with regard to Kate Spade, that um, alcohol and substance uh, use is a huge factor in suicide uh, attempts and completions, actually. So mm. these things tend to come together. And we yeah. know Anthony Bourdain, he had a history of drug abuse. He talked very openly about it and about overcoming that. But it, let's talk about the the mental uh, illness side of this. Um, you know, we talk about Kate Spade and her dealing with depression. Um, but with Anthony Bourdain, we don't know that. Is is it always the assumption that if someone commits suicide, that mental illness is, is a part of the, the equation? It's, it's a great question, and the, the statistics are really interesting. That had been the assumption for many, many years. But actually, more recently, the statistics on suicide um, suicide attempts and prevention is that more than half of the people have no documented history of mental health issues, actually. That's coming from the CDC just yesterday. So it's hard to know if they are unidentified issues or not. But the, the actually, people that are already identified are probably going to be less likely to in some ways because they're already hooked into the mental health system, whereas people that have no contacts in that regard and feel really isolated are actually more likely to, uh, you know, take drugs or or drink, which has, a, again, it's a really high relationship between these things and suicide. It's like self-medicating. Right. Yeah. And it's, you know, the thing about alcohol and drugs, I'm sorry to go off on a little bit of a rant about it, but I think that what happens is that it sort of short circuits our natural um, self-preservation, our instinct for self-preservation that all of us have, hmm. but then you take these chemicals that actually alter your mind in such a way that sort of loses those kind of gating mechanisms that all of us as humans have. And can hmm. we talk about, they're different, you know, we, we're talking about these celebrities and obviously it's so shocking. I think we're also really shaken by, I am, by Anthony Bourdain. I was so shook this morning Yeah, that. Totally, but there are also these other pockets of groups of people that we've seen sort of um, epidemics of suicide. Young people, you know, we see these cases of people who are sort of, you know, in the best part of their lives, young people who are committing suicide, military veterans who are coming home and trying to deal with the wars that they fought, that they only sort of uniquely understand. These groups of people, is there one or are we seeing epidemics there as well? So the answer is yes. And right now, the uh, rise in suicide, it goes across um, ethnicities, it goes across age, which is particularly surprising, actually. Um, and across socioeconomic status, actually. Um, and all of these people, these different groups, sort of there's uh, there are higher risks for different reasons. So, for example, um, teenagers, which we know historically are at a high risk, part of the problem is, is that their frontal lobes haven't developed in the way that um, adults have. So they have a harder time understanding the consequences of their actions. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also may be more impulsive, what have you. Uh, people that are coming back from service, um, from, from serving in the military, a lot of these folks, we, we do not have a really good mechanism for helping these veterans reintegrate into our society. That is actually a uniquely American problem. Mm-hmm. Um, in other countries where they have better social service uh, support networks for people that serve, those rates are a lot lower than they are in the United States. But, okay, so I've had bad days, like extremely bad days, Um, you know, personal situations, professional situations where, you know, I've I've been very sad. I've cried. It's lasted for more than one day. Um, I've never gotten to the point where I wanted to take my life. Um, What's the difference between me? And I know this may be a, a tough 
question to answer, me and someone who's going through a tough time that ends up taking their life. Just so people can relate to it. You know, I think that um, one of the things that's uh, that's critical is 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 perspective. Um, you may have had like the worst day of your life, um, but you know, I don't very, know very much about you, but yeah. I do suspect just from speaking to you, you're you know well educated. You have a good job. All of these things they are all preventative. Um, they're factors that do um, get, um, help people to make better choices, even on those worst days, and you know, it's it's this is one of the reasons that we need to be having conversations for people in advance of these things happening. Unfortunately, we only talk about suicide or about mental health two times. We talk about mental health when there's somebody famous commits suicide or when there's gun violence. Yeah. And I yeah. I think that the latter is uh, very much contrived um, by people that don't want us talking about guns. But the fact of the matter is, is that one of the highest categories of the of, of factors of the way in p- which people are committing suicide these days is with, with guns. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and you you mentioned gun violence, and um, you know, we're going to have a couple of the Parkland kids back on um the show on on my show this weekend, and we try to keep up with them because you're right. Whenever there's an incident of a mass shooting, people go right to mental illness as if people who are mentally ill. It's sort of trying to make them sound dangerous, which is unfair, uh, and it's taking out the factor, as you said, the impulsivity of being able to then take a gun and act on whatever your sort of anger and rage is. So let's take a step back, though, and, and ask and answer the question for those who, who want to go there in terms of mental illness. If you know somebody is potentially suicidal, and sometimes people who are homicidal are also suicidal because right. they want to take a lot of people with them, right? Or they want suicide by cop or whatever. What can you do if you have someone in your life, and this is not about school shootings, because I think we need to stop putting those two things together. Yeah. Absolutely. These are not, yeah. they shouldn't be paired. Absolutely. But just in normal life, there are people who are committing suicide at home. There are people who are, you know, not even doing a mass shooting, but they're but they're trying to do suicide by cop. If you know someone in your life is depressed enough that they may want to take their life, what can you do? So one of the things that I did before I came on today was looked at some of this, the data from Crisis Text Line, which is one of these services that helps especially young people that are in crisis. And they have a trove of data. And one of the things they found is that just asking someone if they have had these thoughts does not make them more likely to take their life. So the answer is you can ask them, engage with them. Don't be afraid to engage with these people on these questions. You have to ask the questions because otherwise they become more and more isolated. But in the African-American community, particularly when it comes to mental health, health issues or extreme stress, we don't really talk about it. We don't really deal with it. We don't go to therapy in the numbers that we should. So people, and we, we have a mask. You know what I mean? A lot of times you don't know the extent that someone is suffering on the inside in our community. Um, you know, we were just talking about just being around friends of ours this these this week and what has happened with these deaths. Um, I've had more of my girlfriends reaching out to one another and saying, hey, how are you doing? Are you OK? But it's not something that's done on a regular basis. And I just wonder, you know, what do you think those reasons are and how do we get past that? Look, stigma is still a major factor when it comes to mental illness. Yeah. Um, I think that the, the, the major difference is that when something's physical, usually you can see it, yeah. right? When something is inside of us, we can't see it, which I think actually promotes the sense of fear. When you can't see something, you're like, oh, there's the sense of like contagion, which is a natural fear that many people have actually of mm. being something is contagious when they can't see it. And it's this abstract idea you know, just even like you were mentioning earlier, like you've had bad days, mm-hmm. right? We've all had bad days, but there is there's a, a difference between someone that is having suicidal thoughts or is suicidally de- 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 depressed at a suicidal level than someone that is having even the worst possible day. There's actual changes in their neurochemistry that are different. And so they're thinking along these sort of black and white ways like, oh, it's either yes or no, either I'm going to do this or I'm not. And they also also tend to feel the sense of time pressure, of mm-hmm. desperation, of time is running out and I need to make a decision. And that's one of the uh, risk factors for people that are uh, attempting suicide. But I guess that goes back to the question that I was asking earlier about the difference between me having a bad day and someone um, who ends up committing suicide. Uh, you know, how do, who, how do I know that um, my sister, one of my girlfriends, doesn't have that chemical imbalance going on? Like, how do I know? How do we know that someone in our circle, like Joanne was asking— what, like, how can we help if we don't know that 
you know, if I'm having a bad day, then, you know, take me out for a cocktail, you know, show me a good time. I'll get over it. Mm -hmm. But maybe someone who's mentally ill, that's not. And I shouldn't even say mentally ill. I don't even know how to describe it. Just in distress. Like, how do you know that it's a bad day? And how do you know that if you don't step in more, this could end up in suicide? Frankly, we don't. Yeah. And which is why you should always be asking, always engaging in the fact that like something as tragic as this, the fact that your group of friends has been more communicative. That's a positive. Everybody wins from that. Frankly, everyone. We all have a fundamental need to feel connected and loved. And if we don't have that, that's I mean, again, we're in this place right now where a lot of people aren't feeling that there's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of anger. Mm -hmm. And it's you know, it's causing this to feel out of control and, and make it worse. We don't have a, a lot of time left with you, but I want to ask one other question because I think what ends up happening is, you know, Anthony Bourdain has a very young daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kate Spade is leaving behind her her husband and family. And a teenage and, daughter And too. a teenage daughter as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've lost a parent and I know it's devastating when a parent dies of disease, you know, of cancer in my mother's case. Um, it, it is it different? Is the treatment, is the intervention different with somebody whose parent is lost to suicide so that they don't then wind up in the same space? That's a, it's a great question. And actually, there is um, statistical evidence indicating that these things, these patterns run in families. There's sort of thought patterns of like kind of this like binary thinking. Um, and for people that um, have are sort of the left behind, there is this sense of being abandoned in a way that, that their their parent or what have you made a choice to right. leave them. Yeah. So it is actually far more tragic for them. I mean, it's, it's all tragic, but it's, yeah. it's very hard to get over that sense. Like, why wasn't I not? Why was I not enough for them to stick around? Right. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it, my natural reaction um, to Kate Spade's death when I heard about it was to post on my social media the number for a national hotline for suicide. Um, are, are people responding to things like that? Do people, when they feel suicidal, are they calling these hotlines? Is that enough? Are they getting the, the help that they need from these hotlines? So um, I've been involved with uh, Crisis Text Line because I think that what they're doing is really extraordinary. Um, they, they primarily serve teens, but they do serve adults as well. So it's not just for teens. But the idea of using your text, it's the way we communicate now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're feeling ashamed or embarrassed or really low, and you, you don't have to interface with someone by talking to them, you can actually use the text. Mm-hmm. And they, it's been a very effective service. Um, they use a lot of artificial intelligence to understand what trigger words. Um, for example, the, the, the word that is most likely asu- associated with suicide, it's not suicide, it's not sadness, it's actually ibuprofen. What? When people what? use the word ibuprofen in their texts, because it's a, it's a medication that they have readily available in their house, and when people mention ibuprofen in their text, when they're talking to when someone, they're talking to from, some, and in this instance, in this instance, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry, thinking yeah. About, <laughs> yeah, not just like talking like, about like, do you, does anybody have any ibuprofen? No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, but like if they're in, they're in a conversation, overdose. right? Exactly, yeah. and they jump right to the front of the line at crisis text line, so that. It leads to often very, very often leads to an active rescue. Wow. Um, Mm. But that's artificial intelligence. Nobody knew that. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. We could talk to you more and more. We know you have to run, but hopefully you'll come back um, to talk more about this. And we won't wait until there's something in the news, some tragedy um, to talk about this. This It's definitely a conversation that should be ongoing. Yep. Dr. Ben Michaelis, thank you so much. We really appreciate you being here. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And I can't do this anymore. Run away, run away, run away. All right, what are you going to do for you? What am I going to do to you for me? Uh, so I think what I'm going to do, Jackie Reed, is i got to get on the sleep thing. So now that I'm back and I'm a little jet lagged, I'm now rededicating myself to the sleep thing. What I'm going to do is I have to go down to Maryland. I have to be down in the, for like three days. I feel like what I should do is one day a week I'm going to dedicate to sleep. How would that work? I'm just, So Mondays are my Saturdays. Okay. And Mondays I already sleep. Till like noon. Okay. But I think Monday is just going to become sleep day. Okay. What if I just make every Monday a day when I just sleep and I just literally get out of bed just to eat and then go back to bed? But can you sleep? Can you do that as once as the sun comes up? I don't know. I'm, I'm in. I'm okay. In let's help you with that. Well, here's, what are you going to do? Here's what Brianna and I are going to surprise you with for the next podcast. Oh, we're going to bring in a sleep study expert. 
yes. to sit right here. Yes, Brianna's right going to track that down and find that for yes. our very next show. Yes. So we're going to have a sleep study expert to talk to you and awesome. give you some advice to help you with this goal. That would be good because definitely, and I think also just dealing with like sort of emotional trauma and depression, I think it's important for black women to feel empowered to get help. It, it, it is true. I mean, I think the thing that I talk about most on social media and I, I was on a panel last night is the importance of self-care, the importance of, of, of knowing that your schedule is too full and yes. saying no. Yes. I, which I fuss at you about all <clears throat> you the do. time. You do. The importance of saying, you know, every morning I take a bubble bath. I take a uh, full-on yes. bath salts bubble Every morning? Every morning. Girl. I take a nice with lavender and relaxing yes. salt every morning. I nurture myself. And you know, myself. I have a jacuzzi tub, and I don't even do that. I do, too, and I love it, and I enjoy it. I use it every what's, day. What's a good bubble bath brand? Or Let me tell you what you need to do. Okay, tell me. Go to Marshall's yes. or TJ Maxx. Okay. Go in their bath and beauty segment yes. and just, and just snatch it up. Snatch. Because they have everything. Oh, I will do that. They have everything. Yep, go in there, and you know, because you don't have to spend a lot of money. And it doesn't mess your hair up. It, mm-mm. Girl, I put, a little, I, put a little, I put a little wrap up there, okay. and I'm good. I'm going to do that. Sometimes I'll have a nice... You know, cool glass of ice water, a nice little green juice. I relax. I put my little laptop there. I might watch a little Ooh, TV Jackie show knows or how something. To live. I, and this is before I get up and go to work. You know what, podcast people? Well, before people, I go to work, I'm up. I'm only going to tell you that, yes, Jackie and I are cousins, but you should only actually listen to Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> Just do what she says because everything I do is wrong. <laughs> Thank you for listening to us. You can follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram, but don't be on them damn things all the time. Get off social media, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Just calm down. But when you do get on, if you feel like you have to, follow us. Follow us on Read This Read That. <laughs> Leave us a last for savings on Twitter. Yes, please. And remember, it's R-E-I-D. We love you. The correct spelling. Can Harry we, Reed is our, our play uncle. Yes, he, he is. He said he is. Yes, he, he is. He admitted it. We, we take He's that. cool with it. Take that. I love the fact that he put us in the family, Jackie. We He's are gotta in. come on the show. We need to invite, okay, Harry Reid. We're gonna get you a copy of the podcast. Uh, Harry Reid said that he was our play uncle. He said it was fine. He introduced me to his grandchildren. He said, we, we are family. family. We are family. We are family. We'll get him on the show. Okay, yes, and you can, of course, uh, tune in to Jackie Reid on the Tom Jordan Morning Show every Tuesday and Friday, 8, 15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also on NBC's New York Live weekdays at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. She was preempted for tennis this Friday, but don't worry, she will be back. And if you are in Boston, please listen to Miss Jackie Reid on NBC's The Hub today weekdays at 12.30 p.m. Yes. And, of course, you can catch my cousin on MSNBC every Saturday and Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern time with am joy and you were talking about so many things including continuing the conversation about how great kim kardashian we will be talking about kim k and how the authoritarianism we want to thank our guest dr men dr ben michaelis and you can follow him on twitter and instagram at dr ben michaelis m-i-c-h-a-e-l-i-s is how he spells the last name and same on facebook dr ben michaelis although i don't know he's going to be there that often because he said he's he's falling back on social media so hopefully you'll be able to find him. it'll be fine you fall back a little bit on social media do it do 10 less 10 less i wish i could Love Jackie. So tell tell a friend you love them. I love tell you. Tell a friend you love them. Check yes. on each other. Check on each other. How you doing? I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm okay. I'm yeah. hanging in there. I'm yeah. leaning on the Lord and on friends and family. Yeah. How you doing? I got you. I'm, you know, I'm doing okay. Good. I'm doing okay. And we need to check on each other every day. Check yes, on a friend. We do. Check on a friend. And paint that wall white. Paint it white. I'm gonna do it. Do love it. y'all. Try Bye. It. Bye. I need you.